Hey kids, be sure to listen all the way through to the end for my weekly movie pick and review. Thanks for listening. This is Johnny Straighten, back with another episode of Tales from the Set. How's everyone doing? Happy New Year. The first podcast of the new year. So, I hope everyone had a happy and safe New Year. I did. Um, well, actually, New Year's wasn't... Um, that uh, we didn't do much, just, you know, my sister was in town from California, and we hung out with them, and uh, drank a little bit, and then went to bed, but over the weekend, my whole family came over to my house, and uh, we drank quite a bit. My brother, my brother-in-law and I are <clears throat> pretty big into whiskey, actually, he's the one who got me into whiskey um, many years ago, and um he i got him the george washington uh straight rye whiskey that they only make twice a year they only do 600 bottles and it's like uh 200 bucks a bottle and i had i drove all the way to mount vernon and you have to get a voucher first come first serve type thing and i got him i got him a bottle um, because he had been wanting it for a long time and he said every time he tried to coordinate or tried to get it they were sold out so I got up early and I put together a little video with my iPhone uh, of the journey and uh, he was he was very appreciative of it it was awesome um, my brother-in-law is very modest very humble and he uh, you know he's always making everyone else feel special so i wanted to do something for him you know um that would make him feel special um and in return he got me um johnny walker platinum uh, which is also very expensive and also very good so we had a lot of whiskey. We had regular Johnny Walker, Platinum Johnny Walker. We only did a sip of the George Washington whiskey. Um, it was very um, very expensive in a small bottle, too. So it was actually really good. Um, and my brother-in-law, uh, Dustin, he... He's acted actually in a bunch of my films. So a lot of films actually uh, general audiences haven't seen or can't see because they weren't released. Uh, they weren't released limited edition uh, VHS uh, a million years ago. Um, but he was in Big Fish and Middlesex. He played Leap's older brother, Vic. Um, so check him out on that. He's great. He's phenomenal on it. <clears throat> um, so we had a good time, um, and I had a pretty big hangover the next day. Um, and I, I, you know, I haven't had hangovers in a while since my twenties. <clears throat> 
But it's funny because yeah, you wake up and be like, oh shit, I'm never gonna fucking drink again. God damn it, I swear off alcohol. I'm gonna be a, uh, a priest. <laughs> None. <laughs> I'm gonna be a priest. Um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but by the end of the night, I'm like, oh shit, time for a drink. I've been sober long enough. <laughs> Uh, which is funny. I heard something funny. It was reminding me of a, a nun joke in the uh, TV show House, which I love. I'm obsessed with this TV show. I'm on the last season. I'm going to be pretty upset when it's over. I may have mentioned this before. I'm not sure because I tell so many people. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on here, but uh, I used to work with a guy uh, named Brian Virgo. And he reminds me very much of this character House. He actually even House, you know, it looks, you know, he's older, much older. But um, they kind of resemble each other a little bit. Brian's very tall and skinny, kind of like House. But we used to work together, and he was always getting in trouble going to HR for being inappropriate and saying stuff. Um, he just used to tell people like it is and insult them, and it was hilarious. But he was so good at his job, and that's why you know nothing ever happened to him. Uh, he just it reminds me a lot of him. So, but anyway, I like the show, and it reminded me. He said something to the effect one of the lines in House is, um, "If watching porn's a sin, then how come and how come so many nuns are in it?" <laughs> or something like that. It just funny to remind me of of uh, of the him saying that the show something like that. I may be fucking it up. I don't know. So anyway, good time. I'm not much on New Year's resolutions. Um, only because if I have a goal in mind, I like to um, I like to just do it. I don't wait to the new year and be like, all right, it's a clean slate. I'm going to change my ways and be a better person. Usually if I have something I want to do as far as like self-improvement, I try and do it then and there. As a matter of fact, I, I started a lot of different projects, um, towards the, uh, the, the last part of the year, such as the podcast and, and the blog and, um, uh, just other, and then other things I've been wanting to do for a while. So, um, but you know, every new year, just for tradition wise, I try and, uh, have a new year's resolution. And I think my new year's resolution is I want to learn just to cook more entrees or more dinners, you know, because my wife works and she gets home and she's giving the giving our daughter a bath and she's trying to get dinner and stuff and um you know I'd like to help her out and um and just know how to cook stuff. I don't know how to cook anything except eggs and shit. My buddy got me a crock pot and I mean I can do that. Just lay the shit in there and then leave it on for four hours or so and then it's ready to go. But I just want to learn how to, to cook. I've never really learned how to cook. I used to just live off, you know, cans of tuna fish and eggs. <laughs> um so yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. Of course, I, I need to get back in the gym. Um, <clears throat> definitely packing a little winter weight early. Um, but uh, we had recently moved, so I'd canceled my gym membership. So I'll, I'll sign back up for the uh, the gym up here. But 
So anyway, uh, 2014 was a good year. Um, did a few projects, film projects, and still working on NOS. And I was hoping to have it done by the end of this year, but it's not. Um, unfortunately, you know, when you're relying on other people, it uh, kind of holds you up. You know, as far as like audio and 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 effects, I've had to do several effects myself, digital effects, because um, original person that that I had talked about doing it kind of fell through and they got busy. So, you know, um, but this year my goal is to have it done this spring, no matter what. Because I'm anxious to work on my next project, which I'm excited about, that I've I've had the idea for for many, many, many years. So, we will see. Um, so, this will be the year of uh, hopefully touring it in festivals. And um, also, uh, She Kills. I know Ron will be wrapping that up. And then I'll be going to New York in the spring for... My cameo in Empire State of Dead. And, um, yeah, just looking forward to, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, finishing Night of Something Strange and doing the festival circuit and um, having, um, you know, hopefully getting a distribution deal by the end of next year and maybe have a script in place. Um, there's some other smaller projects I want to do too. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, of course I'll update you guys via the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a good year and I'm excited. Um, I always get kind of burnt out towards the end of working on a movie because it becomes my life for, you know, three, three or four years now. It's all I think about and just maybe something strange. And, and I never really know what my next project is toward, but it just it magically comes to me when I'm in my in run of the film I'm working on. So, and this is an idea I wanted to do a long time ago, uh, after my first feature, but, um, uh, I, I think I was too inexperienced and I definitely didn't have the budget or I could have afforded to do it and I'm glad I didn't so because now I can do it right and <clears throat> I'd like to be shooting by 2016 and and wrap it all in one year so hopefully if I can get everything together and make that happen that'll be awesome and there's some projects ron and i want to do and i know he's got another film that uh, i might uh be involved in which will be a lot of fun so we'll see the future is bright and unfortunately with film thing things take so long even when even if you are the fastest filmmaker in the world it takes you know months to be released and you know, and then come out, and then for uh, to be reviewed, and it, it just it takes a long time. So, other projects, people may be thinking, you know, I'm gonna get this done, this and this done. I know that each film is gonna be at least a two year journey. So, um, but it's fun. I love I love working on it. It's so much fun. You work on it for so long. 
Then you go to the premiere for the 80-minute movie that you made or two-hour movie, and then after that's over. It is so depressing. As a matter of fact, when my first film, um, I was working, uh, I was working AV um, at a conference center at the time, and I had gone to my first film, had done really well in the festival circuit, got into his first festival after a handful of rejections. <laughs> And I remember I was doing a show, and I remember uh, we took a break on the show, and I went to um, I, I went up to check my email. I think this is before smartphones, two thousand five, I think, or six. And I um, and I had uh, I had an email from the festival. The, um, actually Ron's festival that's how we met that it got into his festival and it was nominated for all these awards and I was just like oh my god I was so excited finally I was getting recognized for my film outside of my you know home community you know where I lived and my friends and everyone in our small community always were very supportive um, I think just for people who wanted to be creative and do more than what the uh, average person wanted to do. So I needed I needed this for someone to say, you know, it's not just your friends and family telling you you're good. It's this complete outsider and who's saying, no, this is good. And uh, I, remember I was so excited. And <clears throat> we went to uh, we went to to the, the film festival. It was in March 2006. Yeah. Went there, and I remember uh, we walked in, myself, Michael Wingfield, a.k.a. Turtle, Freddie Williams, my producer, and then my music producer, uh, uh, Mean Gene, um, uh, known as Mr. Pierce. Uh, so we all went up there, and my dad, you know, he, he went up there, and... Um, we just had the best time ever. We we got there. I didn't know what to expect. I've been to many film festivals. It was the first time I was going for a film that I did, and I uh, walked into the lobby, and uh, of the theater that was hosting the festival. And you know, there's people in there and stuff. And then this 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 girl's like, she sees us and she goes, "Oh my God, it's the big fish guys." And we were like, what? Big fish guys. Wow. We, and she was starstruck. Uh, starstruck and she was um, uh, actually Ron's fiance at the time. Um, they're no longer together, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I don't know. But they're no longer together. So anyway, she was like, oh, it's the big fish guys. So it was the first time I was like, oh, wow. It really made us feel good because she loved our film. She came over and... First thing she said to me is like, "Oh, you're the asshole. You were the asshole in the movie, because uh, I played Trevor Kennedy, um, which was I was actually a take on my friend uh, Mr. Pierce that I mentioned earlier, and um, you know, but she she didn't realize I was also the director. I was Jonathan Straten because uh, when I act, I go under the alias Wes Reed, and so I met her and met Ron." And they were, like, super surprised because they thought that Wes Reed was just being himself in the movie. Because I'm, if you know me, I'm completely different from that character I played. So, um, 
so they were just, you know, they were kind of surprised because they just thought that I got somebody who acted like a knucklehead and had him do that. And, you know, so it was me acting like a knucklehead. And, you know, I, I used to just, I mimicked my buddy. So it was, it was pretty easy. Um, so really felt welcome, felt like big shots, you know, um, Ron's festival had been, uh, um, running there for a while and he had Michael Berryman was there. That was his guest. And, um, I liked Michael Berryman, especially because he was in my, uh, my all time favorite film, the crow. He was in the original cut of the film. He was cut out after Brandon Lee died. They had to make some changes to the story. Yada, yada, yada. He played the Skull Cowboy. So that, uh, I thought that was cool, and it was cool. And got to hang out with Michael Berryman. We had lunch with him and stuff, and really nice guy. Um, festival was cool. Had a blast. Um, it, one of the best times of my life. And we wound up winning a lot of awards, so it was awesome. Uh, won Best Picture, Best Music, Best Supporting Actor, and... Uh, Best movie and best writer, which was awesome. Um, especially since the the girl I was in cast in the female lead of Big Fish said she didn't like the script. She accepted the part, but she said the script wasn't. It's not the worst thing I've ever read. I mean, who the fuck says that? I can't even remember her fucking name, or I would fucking tell you. I think I say it on the audio commentary for Big Fish, though. So um, it was just awesome great time great 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 good time <clears throat> and we felt like uh, a million bucks we felt like celebrities you know now nah, that's how we were treated we went did like after parties and we went to the bars and you know just so many people coming up to us and then even uh, uh veterans of hollywood um had produced the movie cyork seven cyork seven I, I don't remember um, the exact name of it, but had Ray Wise in it. He actually won for Best Actor at that film festival, Ray Wise from uh, Twin Peaks. And um, they had made the Howling movies, uh, the 80s werewolf movies. <clears throat> and they were at my screening, and they really liked my film. They thought it was awesome. And um, uh, so it was just cool. First time, and, you know, I've been to, you know, bigger f- film festivals and... and and won awards for other projects, but you're always going to remember your first, you know, especially for the first time when you're, <clears throat> you just treated great. It feels good to be, you know, just like they don't know you and they, it's like they love you based on art that you did, you know. Um, it's weird calling it art because it sounds kind of, I don't know. Just, just film, just what I do. I like telling stories. The cool thing about Big Fish and Middlesex is um, Ron's fiance at the time. She had said that was that was my life, but it took place in a basement. Like you know, because Big Fish and Middlesex is based off me and my friends growing up in a small town, and that was some of the best compliments I got. You know, um, yeah, and that's what she said. She said that was like my life, except in a basement. And other people say that that was my life in my small town. That was like that. And that was the whole uh, goal behind that film. I, I, I want to make relatable content. <clears throat> you know, I, no matter what the story is, if it's super far fetched, I want them to have, I think, relatable 
conversations. I think that's what made Tarantino so so successful in his early films when he took, you know, uh, action films and he talked, he had his characters have, you know, relatable dialogue that everyone could relate to and it just made him, you know, special and stand out. So that was a it was it was an awesome time. And uh but I'll never forget going back. We're on our way home and my dad was oh he was so excited for us and he was hooked. He loved just being there. He was tickled pink. He was happier than anyone else being involved in that. He just felt so special just being, you know, uh tagging along with us and um yeah, I mean it was awesome. We had such a good time and but I remember going back and I, my boss was like, How was the how was the festival? I was like, It's good. Uh we actually we actually we actually won. He's like, Well really? It's awesome and he and I was very private about my uh you know, my film work and stuff like that. I usually didn't talk about it um with coworkers and stuff. It just I don't know, I didn't wanna uh, I don't know. I just was private about it. I didn't. I didn't think anyone cared, so I didn't care talking about it. I just liked working on it and stuff. So, um, but he, my boss, had told all the other managers and where it works, so they were coming over congratulating me and stuff. But it's funny because I come back and he's like, "All right, well, that's good. Um, could you? Uh, there's a meeting up in one of the rooms. Could you bring them four flip charts right away?" <laughs> And flip charts, these big easels with paper on them, you know, so this meeting so they could write, draw graphs on or some shit, I don't know. But it was just so funny. It was a huge, like, wow, less than 24 hours ago, I was at the cigar bar in Syracuse, New York, smoking cigars with uh, filmmakers from all over the world, celebrating, you know, uh, the wins of my film and a, a director who did a documentary, um think about Iraq or Afghanistan <clears throat> um, and, and just talking film and just feeling like high rollers uh, then going back <laughs> and you're about well congratulations back to reality now can you fucking carry some shit up and uh, set it up so that was funny and I was like wow I liked feeling that way so I want to you know I want to try and do what I can to, to, to try and feel that way more often because it you work so hard on these films and then someone what takes you know two hours or an hour and a half of their life to watch them and they enjoy them or you know they don't and they bash it but the people who make the films spend so much time thinking and 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 making them and spending so much money you know on these projects that sometimes never go anywhere and it just that two hours is such a rush when when people do appreciate it that's why sometimes i try and be you know biased and i like a lot of films um because i know how hard they are to make and um and if even if a feature is not great and you complete it, I mean, you did something. You accomplished something. You told a visual story 
for more than 75 minutes. That's pretty amazing because it is really, really hard to do. There's so many aspects to it, and it just gets harder and harder. Some things get easier, but it just gets harder and harder and harder and harder. So, um, I'm not sure how we got on that, but I'm sure there was a reason reflecting on that. And um, I guess my, you know, it's my first time the festival circuit, and I look forward to many more festival. Uh, I've had some great times at other festivals that I'm sure I'll talk about in the future, um, and um, and I appreciate everyone who's listened to the podcast and continues to listen, and those who try and do something, make a film or, 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 or comic book strip or art or something. You know, because, it, you know, people, when you're creative and you use it as an outlet and you create something and then people appreciate it, it's just, it's amazing. Like, no one, no artist really, they don't make things for uh, the, the goal to be appreciated or liked. They make it because that's what they like to do. And then the bonus is that it is appreciated or liked. Um I think that's where, you know, there's that kind of clash with Hollywood and, and filmmakers and artists because they do it because they like to do it. Actors act because they like to act. Whereas Hollywood's just concerned about the money and business side. And that's where people get fucked because artists will, you know, sell the shirt off their back to do make what they want to do, to be creative. And then if they're given the outlet to do it, you know, and I see that's where they get a lot of uh, screwed. That's why you gotta gonna have some business sense too. But um, anyway, I'm starting to ramble on. So that's that's my podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and please subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, give us a rating, even if it's a bad one. Well, no, fuck you. Don't give me a bad one, but just give us a ra- you know rating and uh, a comment. But uh, if anything, just subscribe. You don't have to listen to them. Just you know subscribe. Well, fuck, now listen to him. You should fucking listen to him. Um, but subscribe so we can so we can continue to build the the podcast and, and get it out there. All right, everyone. Happy New Year. Peace. My movie pick is The Equalizer with Denzel Washington. All right, all right, all right. I can't do it, Denzel. <laughs> um, it was actually really good. I was surprised. And he, uh, what's his name? Anthony Faku? I don't know how the fuck to say his last name. Uh, he directed him in Training Day. Which I think was one of his best films, Training Day. Anthony Faku, not uh, not Denzel Washington, but he did like Shooter. I thought it was alright. Um, he did what else did he do? Did some other stuff. But anyway, The Equalizer took a story that wasn't original at all. Denzel Washington is, you know, is, appears to be the a good Samaritan, works, uh, you know, just typical blue collar job, and 
turns out he's got a past where he's a badass like Jason Bourne. But he remembers that he was a badass. And um and there's the damsel in distress and he comes to her aid and basically kicks a lot of Russian ass and uh it's good. That's awesome. Um the story's been done a million times. <clears throat> and as I'm watching I'm like, oh Jesus, the story's been done a million times. I'm surprised Denzel was like, Yeah, let me do the story, you know. But it was actually they they didn't try and say let's let's make it different let's 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 change it up they're like let's stick with the formula in this story because it works but let's just add these little differences to it and let let's just make it you know um, exciting in places that it may not be were are typically exciting um, so for that it was good it, it was really good I liked it a lot and um, I have OCD and um, Denzel Washington character has OCD and, and I picked it right up and it was it was kind of cool it was a little cool like uh, like thing he added to his character which I thought was cool but it was a good movie you should check it out I don't really think Denzel's really done a bad movie he's so awesome so many movies he's awesome He's so believable, no matter what it is. I mean, so believable is badass, especially badass. But uh, yeah, the Equalizer. Check it out. Um, that's my movie pick. First one, two thousand fifteen. Peace.